everyone. Welcome back to Young and Wifed Up. This is Marcella. And I'm Gabby. And thanks for joining us this week for another episode. Just a quick reminder to head over to youngandwifedup.com. If we talk about any products on today's episode, that's where you're going to find all the links and also all of our older episodes. So who do we have joining us today, Marcella? Our mother. Mama. (laughs) Hi, mom. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing really good. Doing good. So um, the reason we're talking to mom today is because we wanted to interview her and we also have plans to interview our grandmother. (laughs) Grandmother. Grandmama. Grandmama. Um, Because we wanted to give maybe some different perspectives on things that we've maybe already covered in our past episodes, but also... um, Marcel and I both agree that the tightest two women, the women that are teaching the younger women to love their husbands and their children and to um, love the Lord, that there's practical things and also spiritual advice um, that they can give us. And so we really um, admire um, our mom and also my grandma for all of their work that they did in our lives to raise us and to um, raise us in the Lord and to. teach us to be wives and mothers ourselves. Right, Marcella? Yeah. Is it just your grandma? Our our grandmother. (laughs) I said our mom and then your grandma. I was like, what? just mine. (laughs) Okay. We don't know how that works. Something here? (laughs) Yeah. It's really, how do we even explain that? (laughs) Anyway, before we get into the serious stuff, anything new going on with you, Marcella? Um, no, I look You look ratchet. Crazy today. (laughs) What did I say the other day when I I video called you? I said I looked like a a beaver. No, Marcella called me and she said she looked like a weasel. A weasel. (laughs) And she kind of (laughs) did. I think (laughs) if Marcella were to ever look like any animal, it would be a weasel. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I look I like a weasel today also. We forgive you. The only reason I'm in full hair and makeup is because I have a teach. new student yeah. tonight. And every time I have a brand new student, I have to like look snatched for two yeah. weeks. And then after that, I give up. <laughs> You're like, You're going to see the real yeah. me now. Then I look homeless after Get two ready. weeks. <laughs> anyway. Um, but besides that, nothing else new <laughs> besides looking like a weasel. No, that's about it. Well, we, the boys had planned our um, October 31st Harvest Festival. <laughs> with the four, with the five of us. It was us. just the five of us. And the fifth one was Seth. Seth. So he wasn't really coherent for most of it. <laughs> but it was so precious, like seeing the guys, because they plan, we made them plan everything. Guys, they were stressing they were panicking. out so I've bad. never seen my husband panic more in his whole life. Then we were like both that. getting like kind of like hostile with each other. We were like, <laughs> you and I were texting each other like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Like, and it's so serious? funny because we were making jokes like, oh, it better be a rager, and we want it to be like a harvest festival. So they took that and ran with it, and they were like, okay, they probably spent together at least over uh, over a hundred dollars easily. Yeah, definitely for one night. I mean, it was fun. 
But now they, I think they have more appreciation for us now and all that they've we do. They've tasted and they've seen. Yeah. Like, I don't think they'll ever, <laughs> ever not appreciate the work we do anytime we plan, like, a family event. Yeah. Literally, like, three times a day, Jed would be like, this is why, this is why you don't have us planning. This is why you guys do all the work, because I can't handle the pressure. And he just gets so upset. That is <laughs> why like, God okay, created woman to help the man. <laughs> Honestly. Okay, so before we get into our topic today, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Whether we like it or not, what we do online affects our lives offline. Especially now that we are starting to raise our own families. Not only do we want to teach our children to use the internet with integrity, but we also want to guide our own hearts and remain pure online. Covenant Eyes is the leading force in internet and screen accountability software. Start your 30-day free trial today with the promo code YOUNGANDWIFEDUP. You can activate the Covenant Eyes software on all your electronic devices. Begin your journey in providing protection and encouraging accountability by clicking on the link on our website at youngandwifeduck.com. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I just never know how to bring us back from a commercial. Yeah. Flawlessly. I don't know. It just feels really awkward. Anyway, um, so... We're going to talk to mom and back and forth. We have 10 questions we want to ask her. And then maybe there's some like sub topics that might come up. But we just have like a a nice outline of the things we want to hit, including homemaking, um, their spiritual life, um, being a young mom, what was it like, and being a homeschooler, stay at home, all that stuff. And um, also we have some fun like cleaning, cooking tips and stuff like that um but before we get into our questions mom can you tell me um how old were you when you got married and how old were you when you had marcella and i okie dokie i was like i suddenly got panicked for a minute there you're like when <laughs> you're like wait how old was that am i doing okay <laughs> so um i was 23 when I had you, Gabriella. Oh, you we were my the same oldest. age. Oh, wait, no. I had Seth when I was 22. Yeah, so you're younger. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and so did you get pregnant when you were 22 or when you, were you 23? Yes, because we were born in May. Okay. Otherwise, that would oh, yeah. be. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so you got pregnant when you were 22. I got pregnant at 22. Had you when I was 23. I had just turned 23, so I turned 23 in February. Had you in May. Okay. And dad and I got married in December of that same year. Go ahead. Do the math, people. I'll wait. I'll wait. We got a testimony. That'll be a whole other podcast to talk about. Okay. And then I had Marcel when I was 25. And I had just turned 25 because that was February. Marcel was born in March. So, and you guys, I believe, are 22 months apart. Yeah. So, according to today's standard, you were pretty young when you had children and got married. Yeah, and I feel like I was just, like, average. I feel like I was an average age. At like that early point. Like, early 20s. But that was the 90s. Now, I feel like people aren't if having babies get, until they're... If you have kids like at, like, 26, they're like... <gasps> Yeah. Like, yeah. what? Don't you want to live your life? <laughs> but you have to you have to remember, Dad is seven years older than me. That's gross. True. Ew. So gross. Go ahead, let it out. So when he was 16, I was nine. Oh, I okay. That. I don't want to think <laughs> they about always, that. They always have this long-running joke that Dad was like, 
he got his license pulling up in his car like cat <laughs> elementary school it's so, nasty. so disgusting yeah, okay yeah <laughs> it's not bad when you're adults but no, yeah, that's true. If you think about no. it, it sounds terrible so and then he has he already had his son so yeah, and his son is older than my stepson's older than you guys yeah so i mean dad was you know he was ready he was experienced <laughs> he was, yeah he was established <laughs> yeah so, um, yeah, so, um, maybe you and I can go back and forth asking yeah, that's fine. questions. So my first question is, what are some things that you wish you knew when you were a young wife and mom, um, like how Marcella and I are now and what that, that, you know, now things that you wish you would have known when you were in our position? Um, yeah, I think of course. Okay. Back then we didn't have access to the internet like you do now. So there wasn't like at your fingertips, you had all this information. Mm. And I wish I would have known more about how to feed my family more with more nutritional things. Mm. Because back then you go to the store, there wasn't a ton of like organic stuff to choose from back then, like there is now. Yeah. And so it's like you buy the fruit roll-ups thinking they're fruit, <laughs> they're fruit. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know stuff like that. Yeah. And so I wish I would have just understood that a little bit better. Um, because now the more that I understand it now, you know, you have all the GMO garbage and stuff. Um, also I wish I would have known. And again, because of the era I grew up in, and then became an adult. It was the internet, the websites, all these things were all new things. Mm -hmm. And so I wish while you guys were growing up, I would have known more about like internet safety and how, you know, to like lock computers better and have safeguards, you know, more safeguards in that way. Yeah. Um, And I also think I wish I would have known more, was more educated on vaccines. Okay. Like putting stuff in your guys' bodies. (laughs) I didn't know. I was just being told, you know, whatever the doctor said. That's right. Just, instead of doing your own research. Instead of doing, but again, it wasn't like at our fingertips. Yeah. It, yeah. And I don't even yeah. know if I went to the library, if I could really <clears throat> do that much research, if that was even out there for us to get. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously these are, a lot of these things are things that you guys think, have to think about today because you grew up in all of this, mm-hmm. but that's not how I grew up. Right. You know, everything was always to be trusting, just very trusting of the government <laughs> of, you know, of doctors and things. And I'm not saying doctors are not trustworthy, but even some of the doctors don't even know, you know, what's in these kind of things. And yeah, so yeah. you have to be like your own child's advocate. And it's hard to yeah. do that when there isn't a lot of information. Yeah. So no excuses for you guys. No, for <laughs> you sure. Have information yeah. at your hands. You should be researchers like. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think that we do have an advantage that we oh, do absolutely. have access mm-hmm. to yeah. so much information, but then we have to have um, discernment and wisdom and what to do with all of that right. information. Because yeah. even if we know things now, it's like, well, what's di- who's the reliable source? So that's where we can. That's kinda- it. The, you guys are on information overload. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so there's just so much. It's yeah. like, who do I believe? Yeah. Exactly. Now there's too you much know? of it. So, yeah. And there's so much false information as well. So it's really hard. I mean, you have to. You have an abundance of information and now you have to go kind of through all of that and sift through all of that Mm -hmm. and then make decisions for your own families on what's the best, you know, what's the best way to raise your families now with all of this abundance of information. So is that like pretty much like the the summary of? Yeah, because I feel like 
I feel like I had a grasp on child rearing because I did um, take classes um, that were Christian based in raising kids and stuff like that. So I feel like I had a good base for that. And I started taking classes actually before I had you, Gabriella. Mm hmm. And, um, well, and you were like a preschool teacher and like you already correct. had experience with children <laughs> yeah. already. And so yeah. it wasn't so, like a whole new mm-hmm. thing for you. Yep. Okay. So right. the second question is, do you regret being a stay at home mom and wife? Why or why not? I absolutely do not regret it. Not even for a second ever. <laughs> Shocking. Um, <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Right. Why? So, in my mind, when I was raising you guys, and and my decision to, uh, or uh, dad and my decision, our yeah. decision to mm-hmm. to have me at home and raise you guys and homeschool you specifically, was because I didn't have kids for other people to raise them, and <clears throat> I was seeing, and I grew up, you know, in the school system, um, private and public school, and that was several hours out of every day that I was not around my parents or, you know, around, um, family, I decided that I was having kids to raise them, not for other people to raise them. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want the, the, you know, the public school system raising you guys. Yeah. And that was, uh, at times it, it was a huge sacrifice because we are, we were a one income family, but it was definitely worth that for us, for us to have you guys home. So we, were raising you in the way that we felt was the correct way, biblical, you know, way to raise you. Yeah. I was also thinking, you know, I only have you guys for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. and that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So with those years, you know, I wanted to be the influence. Dad wanted to be the main influence in your guys' lives. And it's not to say that other people were not an influence in your life because we had you around other people yeah. intentionally so they could be an influence yeah, we in your life. Like cooped up at, <laughs> at no. home all day. The sad thing was that we could Definitely always point not. out like the families that were homeschoolers. Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, they're homeschoolers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just but talked actually, about that with our neighbors last night. Uh, that's another <laughs> conversation anyway. But people were actually always surprised to find out that you guys were homeschoolers. Because you are quote unquote normal. <laughs> yeah, and we if you guys want to hear more about our homeschooling experience, we have an entire episode on it called Unsocialized Homeschoolers. Yes, it's really good. Yeah, it's really, really good. It was a really fun episode and it was really personal it was for a us. Big hit too. Yeah, I think it's actually our most listened to episode mm-hmm. of our whole season. That's good, especially now. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, a seriously. lot of people are mm-hmm. curious like, did people, did the people that were homeschooled, um, did they come out normal? <laughs> Yeah. The answer is no, we're not normal, but <laughs> yes, I would say no, they're not. But we're very blessed. So that kind of brings me into the next question. How did homeschooling bless you specifically? So we know how it's blessed our lives. And we talked about that in length in our homeschooling episode. But how did it bless you as a mother um, homeschooling us and making that decision? So it kind of goes hand in hand with being at home with you guys. And it wasn't just homeschooling. It was just being your mom and you know, being a wife and all of that. And I was able to witness a lot of milestones in your lives, Mm -hmm. which some parents don't get to see, you know what I mean? Just like you're right there. And, um, I got to do new things with you. So while you're learning, I'm learning too. Like, for example, we took a sign language class together and we did that for seven years. (laughs) And so I was, I was participating in class, same with you guys. And so things like that were really fun for me to be able to do that with you together. 
Um, another thing is that we were able to take vacations together on off um, holiday, you know, days. So it wasn't yeah. like if we went to Disneyland, there wasn't a million people there because we would go on an off day. And Honestly, I think that was like the biggest flex for me with homeschooling was like, oh, yeah, we're going on a vacation and like <laughs> in like March <laughs> <laughs> or we're going to Disneyland we're going on to Tuesday. Disneyland, yeah, like on a Tuesday, yes. like casual we would, Tuesday We would call those field trips. <laughs> yep. Field trips. trips. That was the biggest flex. But we were able to sure. take trips together, even little day trips or whatever. And with dad being, you know, self-employed and a contractor, he was able to, to kind of, you know, set the guys up in the morning and get off work at different times. Yeah. So he could set his own <clears throat> schedule, which was really fun for us to be able to do and spend quality time as a family mm -hmm. and i think that was you know my favorite thing about being home with you guys and just always getting comments from people when we were out especially when you guys were younger you know when you walk in with kids in like a store let's say like a store that has breakables <laughs> you usually get people that start stressing out in there because especially people that you know are working in the store like you know kids are in there always touching stuff they're not supposed to or whatever but because we were with you guys, rearing you guys how we wanted to and being respectful of other people, people would always make comments to us about how well behaved you are, you know, and things like that. But that was a testament to our consistency in parenting you guys and raising you and and raising you to respect other people, right. you know, yeah. and other people's property. Yeah, because we were exposed to a lot of different people. And we talk about again, we talk about a lot of this in yeah. a homeschooling episode that Marcel and I were not just we were around other kids quite often, but we were also around adults, um, older people, elderly people, mm -hmm. young, young children, mm -hmm. like and instead of just being with just our age group all the time for hours and hours a day, we were constantly exposed to different people. And so you had to kind of mold us and shape us on how to treat everybody. Yes. And that's with, you know, respect and honoring them and, you know, they're made in God's image and, you know, yep. just having that um, I think it really did help us as adults to to be able to have relationships with literally any age yes. yeah, <laughs> of a person. Honestly. So I know that blessed us so much yeah. that we had that opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I think um, I think a lot of people are are in this like weird limbo right now, especially with COVID, where they're like, there's a lot of people that are doing distance learning and then there's people that have just full-on decided to bring yeah. their kids home and I think that there's a lot of stress with that situation do you have any like on this topic like do you have any encouragement because I have so many friends that are either I either have been wanting to homeschool or are new to it or just have young children so they're not, not at that age point yet but they're stressing over that time in their life mm -hmm. is there any advice you can give to them to like encourage them to keep going? Uh, yeah, so even to get started, <laughs> um, when you're considering homeschooling, it's definitely a call on your life that you have to feel like God's calling you to do. It's not for everybody. I feel like everybody can do it. But it, again, it's not for everybody. And some people just can't afford to have both parents yeah, at home. Yeah. And some people can if they make sacrifices. Mm -hmm. And um, that's kind of a choice that you have to make within your family. But Today, there are so many um, groups out there that are, you know, that you can kind of lean on other people and especially people that have been homeschooling for a few years. That's one thing that I really liked about the homeschooling program that we had you guys in. 
that we were part of a smaller home group where we had to go and meet with people every month. That's true. And yeah. we were talking with other parents who have who were in who had like high schoolers when you guys were just, you know, in elementary school or whatever. And so we could glean off of their the things that they were learning. Um, there's so much curriculum out there now that you could choose from. Um, what I like the best is that I was able to kind of watch you guys and figure out who has what learning style. And again, if you listen to your podcast from your homeschooling, you can hear about, you know, the learning styles. Yeah. But there's something very rewarding about knowing that you're spending this time with your children and not just raising them as, as you do kids, you know, as you do children, but in teaching them as well. And there's so much help out there now. Yeah. Um, with videos and curriculum and groups, you know, yeah, even Facebook even groups, people that you know, like, even yeah. people that you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure if you ask around, maybe you don't know, but there are people in your life or at your church that are homeschooling and that you can sit down with and talk to and um, have somebody kind of come alongside you and help you, you know, through those things. And it definitely takes the um responsibility of husband and wife if you are a you know two parent household and to decide how they're going to do this if that they they both have to be on board you know so they mm-hmm. both have to understand okay there might be some sacrifice financially that we have to do but is it worth it for us to do this and you have to do be together on this you can't have one person wanting to do it and one person not it's going to be very difficult you know, to do that if you both are not on board with this. Because even though dad worked more and I was home, you know, more with you guys, he would still come alongside when he could and show up to your, you know, dance lessons or, you know, drive you here or there or go on, you know, trips with us or whatever. And so he still wanted to be involved as much as he could in that in that way. And he still came to the groups um, yeah. when we had to talk with other people because he wanted to get the take from a husband's point of view. Yeah. And that helps me when he's supporting me with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Do you think the, in the groups that you were a part of, do you think the majority of it was, it was both the mom and, and the dad that were going oh, yeah. to the groups? Yes. That's awesome. Do you think Absolutely. they emphasized that to make sure like both oh, yes. parents should go? That was a must. Um, okay. with the And again, I, we chose the homeschooling group that we chose was because, um, the accountability, the accountability of mom and dad. Yeah, of course, if awesome. you are a two parent household, <clears throat> yeah, they had to be involved at some point, you know, it, to some extent with your guys's, you know, schooling. Yeah, and so I wanted that accountability because I wanted to make sure I was doing whatever I could because that's a huge responsibility. Yeah, and taking the time and the hours and all of the, you know, putting things together and making sure you guys had the right curriculum and that you were, you know, you were scheduling, you know, correctly and all this stuff because I had you guys involved in so many different things, but I wanted you to be kind of well-rounded in everything that you were doing. Mm -hmm. Good. Awesome. That's really good advice. Actually, that's actually really helpful for me too. Um, Okay. I'm trying to get back on track with my notes here. Here we go. Okay. (laughs) How do you prioritize time in the word? So time in the word. I usually, so some people are really big on first thing in the morning when I wake up, you know, I'm going to be in my Bible and 
they have their whole little little schedule set up and whatever. Yep, that's not me. Uh, no, yeah, me <laughs> that's not me either. Because my di- every day is different for me. Yeah, yeah. and um, you know, as you guys know, Dad and I run a nonprofit organization, and so there are some days where we have to be up super early, you know, doing stuff with what we're doing with that. And there's other days that your dad has been home a lot lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a lot of us are feeling that, ladies. Uh-huh. We'll get through this. <laughs> Not me. It's a so, blessing, but also yes, we get praise it. God. He's getting paid <laughs> yes. full time. He's still yes. getting paid, but he's been home more because of you know the whole situation with COVID, <laughs> and so of course that always throws you know <laughs> throws me off schedule. Routine, <laughs> and I'm not a morning person to begin with, so I take I'm really slow getting up in the morning. But usually it's throughout the day, depending on what's going on that day. So I it's always for me it's what's my quiet quietest time of the day on that day. Is it in the morning? You know, is it in the afternoon? Is it in the evening before I go to bed? So there's always, you know, some kind of quiet <laughs> downtime at some point during the day. But again, every day is different. Yeah. And um, there's one thing that we have always made it a point to do. And we've been doing this for years for, for dad and I, is that before dad, you know, leaves for, you know, for work or whatever it is, or he could be maybe not necessarily going to work but he's going out or whatever he always prays with me every single morning he makes it a point that's true and it's a quick prayer it's nothing you know all drawn out or whatever it's a quick prayer but he makes that a priority and we decided to do that years ago um just as making a habit and now it's just a habit like we don't even think about and there's times when he would get up early and i would still most of the time i'm in bed because he's just an early bird but he would be leaving for work and I didn't have to get up till later. And he would pray with me. I'd be half asleep. I could barely get an amen in there, but he <laughs> still did it. <laughs> and so that that helped me with my day, you know, yeah. beginning my day on, on the right mindset. So um, when it comes to like just being in the word and reading my Bible, I'm really big on apologetics. I love studying. <laughs> I love studying about, you know what I believe and then what other people believe and how to witness to other people. Um, That's just something I really, I've been really into the last few years. And so I love studying about God's word and what it says about me as an imager of God, as a representative of him on earth, how am I treating other people? It helps me to see other people in a different light too, when I do that. So um, what, what um, book of the Bible are you going through right now? Well, I always go back. I always go back to Acts. It's probably one of my favorite books. And um, there's there's a book that I read that goes kind of through the, the book as well. So when I'm reading through it and I'm understanding it more, then it just kind of shows Flushes me. Flushes it out. Yeah. And it shows me like what the purpose of the church is. Because I think people have lost track of the purpose of church yeah and it's not to be entertained and it's not to just go and you know fill a seat yeah fill a seat and watch the show (laughs) yeah and i think a lot of church has turned out that way versus understanding the church being number one being us is we are the temple but um you know the fellowship the the purpose for it and for you know, having another, having that community to lean on other people, mm-hmm. you know, so on and so forth. And so just understanding our purpose as not just 
how to be interactive with each other as Christians, but also how to interact with people outside of, you know, the yeah. building. Um, and that's one of the reasons we started the, our nonprofit is just we want to reach out to other people outside of the walls. And this is our witness to the people out there. And so we've, you know, I've been really trying, especially the last few years, just to understand where people are coming from and from non-Christian to Christian, just where, where they are in their life and how to talk with them and encourage them and pray for them. And there's been times when I have just straight up told people, you know, well, the reason this is happening is because you don't have a repentant heart, <laughs> you know, yeah. you haven't, you <laughs> haven't given your, your heart, you know, to God. And these are things that you need to do. And it doesn't mean your, your life is suddenly going to be perfect and all your problems are going to go away. But I could see the struggle in people yeah. and kind of understand why they're struggling. Yeah. You know. So do you, you like acts because you think it prepares you for when you go out and do ministry with the like the families that you work with? Yes. It reminds me of um because because in Acts there's um without getting into the full Bible study, um there's that moment when people were starting to understand the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit and how the people that were at an event witnessed other people and they in turn wanted to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so their job was to go out to the back to their homeland to share the gospel. And so I feel like we've lost kind of that you know, again, like people think, oh, going to church, I'm watching the show, yeah. I get the entertainment, whatever. And that's, and then I'm out for the rest of the week and I don't have to think about it. Yeah. Not understanding that we, with every opportunity we get, we should be sharing the gospel. We should be bold enough to speak up for, you know, our biblical um, values and standards. And as you can see the world today, there's not a lot of that happening. And so what's happening, the whole world is kind of just going into chaos. You know, we're we're recording this today and we're in the middle of this election. Oh, it's gosh. like Groundhog yeah. Day. Yeah. Right. It's, it's like every day is the same. Is. We're like stuck, you know. <laughs> and so it's like, but why? You know, yeah, why? And I, and I don't put my I don't put my faith in man. Yeah. I'm not putting my faith in whoever the president is. My faith is in Christ. I know God is sovereign and who whatever happens is going to happen. That's on, on his will. <laughs> He's in control no matter what. Yeah. But what's my part in what I'm doing with the people that I'm yeah. surrounded with? Yeah. yeah, and I think, too, like, if we're focusing on, if church is focusing on discipling others to go out, you know, then Marcel and I talked about in our hospitality episode that a way that we can share the gospel, even if you are in a place where you're a stay-at-home mom with young children and you can't go out and do mm -hmm. XYZ, you can still meet people's needs in your home yep. and you are ministering to your children. Absolutely. Like, you, you, are, you are raising mm -hmm. little disciples, little Christians. And so, yep. like, when you're in that point of your life, which is kind of the point that Marcel and I are in right now, yeah. where our primary mission field is, your home. is our home. Yeah. <laughs> but and then, it should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, Number Can five. we go? Yes, number five. Okay. <laughs> so speaking um, in, uh, into the home, do you have any homemaking hacks like cooking, cleaning that you've learned over the years um, 
that you can share so with us? So my hacks I get from you guys listening to your podcast. <laughs> just kidding. Bless. I actually I was, get really good hacks from you guys. I was going to say, can you help me learn how to meal plan a little bit? Or no, like I can meal plan. I hate You guys are though. way better at meal planning. Okay, I, I hate, literally sat mom down I and hate <laughs> doing it. My mother came to me and was like, you need to help me. <laughs> What meal plan app do you use? Da, 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 da. Oh my God. She's like, I did this and I did it really it. good. No, it's terrible. It is Mom, not good. Okay, first of all, it's we were gone so for a couple weeks. That's okay, true. but now you're home, so it's time to get back into it. Anyway, no what are your hacks? <laughs> okay, so my minimal hacks. <laughs> um, when I cook, which I don't do a lot of because it's just me and dad. Of course, you guys are in and out of the house all the time. True. I <laughs> try to cook a lot of food, so we have a lot of leftovers. So, so I have lunches, dinners, whatever, but I always, I don't just buy, you know, just enough for the meal. If I can buy double or triple and I can have lunch for the next two or three days or dinner on a day that I don't have time to cook and we don't want to eat out. Um, I always try to make extra and I think that saves us money from having to eat out, you know, and that kind of thing. I, um, I've also figured out because I do like to make like smoothies, like protein shakes and stuff. And so I would buy like the frozen strawberries or the frozen blueberries, you know, like at Costco or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're a pretty good price. But then I would see, um, okay, so like at Vons, they have like, they for a while they had strawberries on sale and it was three baskets for 10 bucks. 10 bucks is the same price I was using. I was paying at Costco for the one big bag of strawberries. Well, I found out, if I bought them fresh um, and they were organic for the same price, I actually ended up with more strawberries. Mm-hmm. So, so I would freeze them because if I don't freeze them, they go moldy in like two oh, days. Totally. I don't know how it happens with me all the time. So anytime I see a good deal on fresh, you know, fruits or whatever, I buy it. I'll keep some like in the fridge that I know I'm going to use in the next couple of days and the rest I freeze and I know I can use those later. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that saves me money. Yes, I've been doing that too because sometimes I'm like, am I going to eat a strawberry every day? No. <laughs> but like when I want strawberries, I'm like, oh, I don't even have any. So it's either the whole carton at once or nothing. And there's only one yeah. of me that eats them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they go bad. Yeah, I was even doing that with bananas. Yeah. Like I was. Oh, bananas are the worst. I was um, peeling it. I would take the pills off and then cut them in half and then freeze them in a baggie. And then I would eat, you know, I would save some for it without freezing. But because I use them in most shakes. of the time, I'm eating them in shakes. Right. Then yeah. it makes, you know, and I like my stuff cold anyway. And then you don't then. have to use ice if you have frozen No, you fruit. don't have to it's if you don't want to. acts as the ice. It's cold. I almost said the rice. I'm losing. <laughs> do you have any other homemaking hacks? Um, I do like to make. So, and you tried this, Gabrielle, but you were afraid to try it for a while. <laughs> is my lasagna that is dairy free and it's so good. Do you have that recipe somewhere on the internet? I have it um somewhere like on my Facebook. Or okay, Instagram, we need a I link think. to it because it is bomb.com and it's allergen friendly because you use gluten free noodles, right? And I, then you use- yes, I use the noodles that are gluten free and then which is the lasagna noodles and they do exist. And then I make cashew cheese, which is super easy to make. All you do is get the cashews. <laughs> you just get the cashews um, to soften them up a little. You can soak them in water, but you don't have to for like an hour or two or whatever. Um, throw them in a blender or a food processor, but most people have blenders and that's what I use. It's super easy. Throw them in a blender. Usually I do like about a cup of them. And then I put a little bit of warm water, like maybe two tablespoons, but you add it, you know, as you want to, and then you blend them up really good. You put a little bit of nutritional yeast, 
Um, some people will do like maybe a little squeeze of lemon juice and then like salt and pepper to taste or whatever, you know, spices or whatever you want. And you blend it up and that's it. It's and super it easy. Feeds so many people. Like, I think yeah. how many of us ate it? Eight people. And then and I still had leftovers. leftovers. And Seth had like half of it because. Yeah. <laughs> and I do Boy, veggies. I, I like, I, I do like squash and spinach. And which I usually hate all those things by themselves, but it tasted really no, well. No, it, it's like a veggie lasagna. lasagna. And then I'll do like ground turkey. Yeah. Um, so if you're not good with red meat, then ground turkey. But really, you can put whatever you want, any kind of meat, if you want, or you don't have to. You can just keep it as a, like a veggie lasagna. Like a vegan. But a it's vegan lasagna. so good. It it's is really so good. good. It is really good. It's so the bomb. cashew cheese is in place of the ricotta cheese. And yeah. you can't even tell the difference. No, you can't. I mean, you really can't. Okay, it's we need to find so that recipe good. so that we could link it for our listeners. Because okay. I, I know a lot of people will be interested in making that. <clears throat> okay. On to the next question. <laughs> Which was harder for you, being a first-time mom or having two under two? Um, two under two. Oh, <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say first-time mom. I know. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is probably going to be my life. <laughs> Yeah, 202. Oh. There's, you know, a lot to juggle. But now Marcel and I are best friends. Wasn't it so worth it to have 202? It was two? definitely worth it. Worth it. Worst because it. we're just like, <laughs> worth it. we're, we're worth literally it. twins now. Like, you can't even keep us apart. Plus, it's fun when you day. have, like, if you have two girls or two boys, you could dress them up all matchy matchy. Oh, you, or totally a boy did. and a girl, you can even yeah. do that. It was like, she totally did. I totally did. You guys were so cute, though. Yeah, like, everywhere last, you went, everyone's like, oh, they're so cute. The last episode, the cover that we put up is us both the junior dressed asparagus. as the junior asparagus for I was always week. making your guys' costumes, and I would always get comments on you guys because like you were so adorable. One year, Gabrielle was a shepherd and I was like a little lamb. Yes. <laughs> I think that was so one of our cute. covers two weeks ago. Oh, was I think, it? I think it was our mental health cover. I oh, think. I, I don't even pay attention. <laughs> kind of funny. Guys are just so one. cute. But oh yeah, gosh. I mean, you're, you were handfuls. Okay, mom, I mean, you were a master at like seamstress like you <laughs> she sewed all of our dance costumes and would sell it to the moms yeah and it's like <laughs> she had like couple. her own little side hustle going <laughs> <laughs> yes but it's like she was so industrious and like i cannot even mend that was a not yeah that was sock. not passed down to <laughs> okay, either one of have us to have your husband's by you sewing machines and we'll have it that gives me anxiety <laughs> I would make our curtains. I would yeah, make. She would literally make everything. Pillow, you know, covers for the throw pillows. And I was. Yeah. Now I just go to you to make things for me so you can't die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty okay. Much. That, that's a good Which, by the way, I need you to lengthen something for me. So we'll talk oh, later. Anyway, um, next question. Were you ever shamed by others for choosing to be a homemaker and a stay-at-home mom? Like, any, like, oh, why would you do that? You're just a mom? <laughs> That's all you do? You don't just work. <laughs> um, I would say not to my face. <laughs> wow. Does that make sense? Um, um I, yeah, I would, that's I my would life. Say, <laughs> I would say if, if I ever felt bad for feeling like I wasn't accomplishing, you know, what other women were accomplishing. It, that was on me. Mm. So like, I would put that on myself. Like if I saw somebody doing something or I heard somebody or like a friend of mine, you know, was da 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 da. But it was, it was always for a second that I would feel like that because I always thought, yeah, but you're, you're not raising your kids. Like what's that going to look like yeah, when they're you older? Knew the, you knew the trade-off. I knew the trade-off. And I was okay. Like, I knew that was going to happen. I, I worked. 
before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before I yeah. had you guys. And then I was also helping dad with our business because I would take care of, you know, like the computer and then typing up stuff for him and stuff yeah. like that. So it's not like I wasn't doing anything and I was running you guys around around no, town. No, mom, you had a full-time <laughs> job. Let's be honest. I had a full-time you home, job. More than a you full-time homeschooled job. both of us and you helped dad with the business and like... No, like, and all of our extracurricular stuff was way out of the way. Yeah, driving. it's not like Lots not driving. Ten she, and she wouldn't just like, drive; hours she would be involved and hours a week yes. of just driving. Yes, <laughs> let alone but the activity itself. One thing I always and I that still to this day, and even when I was younger, I think I never was around toxic people. Mm. So if I was around people that would make me feel like that. Drop them like fly. I, absolutely. <laughs> I hardly had any girlfriends when I was younger because oh, girls were always vicious. Yeah. Like they're just they're mean nasty. and spiteful and nasty and gossipy. And so I had vi- a handful of girlfriends, you know, that were really good friends. And usually I was out playing with the boys. Though. I mean, I grew up like a tomboy. Yeah. And so, and I had an older brother, so I still have an older brother. <laughs> he's not dead. He's not, no, he's not, he's not dead. He's not um, dead. No, but, I mean, no, just two years older oh. than me. And so I was around, and uh, everyone in my neighborhood, in my cul-de-sac, they were all boys. Yeah. So I was always outside playing with the boys. I grew up playing sports. And so the girls I was close to were girls that played sports with me. Yeah. You know, I tried to get you guys in sports, but that didn't take. No. You, know, you guys were terrible at sports. We were the <sighs> bottom. I'm so glad I have Seth now. That's uh, just like watch it. I he's gonna be. I don't know. He's he really gonna, likes music, though. He will, yeah. yeah, he's gonna be one of us. Sorry, we're I'm not. If Jed can help it, I know. I was like, Jed's the only like last hope in his gene because he is not artsy whatsoever. He's no. like the athlete of the. Family. Well, so maybe yeah. Seth will be a piano playing, singing football player. We'll see. Who knows? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah. So your advice is stay away from the toxic people. Stay away from toxic people. Stay they're just, away. There's no reason for them to take up any I'm mental slowly, space whatsoever. Slowly learning that. Myself. What was the transition like for you to become a empty nester? Easy. Wow. wow. <laughs> You're like, wow, you just really wanted to get rid of Bye. this. Yes, <laughs> Goodbye. I'm just so you officially became an empty nester technically years ago. when I got married because, but... There was a time I was gone for three years. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back, Marcella got married shortly after. Yeah. So there yeah. was points where you had both of us and then you had one of, one of us. One or the other. And yeah. now you have none of us. So why was it easy? Um, here's, well, there's a couple reasons why I think. And here's the thing that I see. I'm part of, so I joined these empty nester like Facebook groups. Mom, that's so okay. cute. That's so cute. But I'm telling you, these people are depressing. <laughs> They are so depressing. I don't oh even go God. in there anymore. Yeah. Because Yikes. everyone's like, my son just left for college and he's the last Ooh. one. And I don't know what to do with myself. Or, do you think that, <laughs> you know, do you think that though that people that struggle more with that, they've maybe idolized their children? Here's, here's a couple of reasons why I think it's been easy for me and dad. Okay. Um, one is I have no regrets in raising you guys. Hmm. So, because I did the best I could, which was not perfect, but I did the best I could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm not going, I'm not looking back and thinking, oh, I should have, you know, spent more time or I should have done this, you know, so I have no regrets. Yeah. Um, Another one is that being with you guys, I think helped us build a healthy relationship and work things out when things needed to be worked out with each other. 
So there were times when we would battle and go head to head. I mean, I'm sure Marcella remembers many times that watching her sister and I yeah, go back that was and most forth of it. Oh, and guys. butting heads all the time. It's just because we both have the same but, personality. Yeah. It's your fault. Yeah, we you can't made be me a little you. <laughs> <laughs> I totally did. And so I think because we were able to work things out when need be, um, it helped us with having a good relationship with each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, mama. Also, it's, um, and and obviously we still have a good relationship. Unless you got something to say. <laughs> well, actually, no, just kidding. The reason we brought um, you here today, this is actually an intervention. Um, also, I think another reason, and this is another thing that I see in the Facebook groups, is that dad and I have a really good relationship. We have a healthy, mm. a healthy marriage. And I know there's people who relied on their kids. Yeah. Like, like, um, you know, moms that would rely on their kids more for like that relational kind of thing that they were missing mm. and they never had it with their spouse. Yeah. And so now the kids are gone. Like there's no relationship there's no with glue. their spouse. Yeah. And I think because dad and I have a good relationship yeah. that also has made it. Like, l- something to look forward to. Now we get to spend time. Okay, so, Dad, for people that don't know this, um, 15 years ago, I told my husband, when he came to me and asked me if he could have a motorcycle, <laughs> I said, absolutely not. You have two daughters at home that need you. Not even for me. It was like, your kids. Your kids <laughs> need you. You're still raising them. There's no way. And so, when Gabriella got engaged... And I was already and Marcella was already married. married. Yeah. Um, Dad came in and said, "Hey, I can get my motorcycle now." And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, you, you told me. You told me several years ago that I couldn't get one until the girls got married." And I was like, "You're not." And he's like, "Yeah, I am." So I'm like, "Okay." So sure enough, the day after she got married, he Literally was on the internet, wasted no time, <laughs> and within two months, he had his Harley Davidson. So that is our fun. And he knows like I am an adrenaline junkie. So for me, it's like perfect. It was really for both of you. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And so he won't let me get one one of my own, but I mean, maybe later on. But what a hypocrite. uh, (laughs) But um, I enjoy like just sitting on the back and we go for rides and stuff. So that's kind of our fun. That's our reward for raising you guys. You guys, they go on more trips. You deserve it. They though. have a, more of a social, like they do. adventurous. They're life like than every any day. Of us. They're like, oh, we're going out with so and so. We're just like gonna go to like Oxnard really quick. And we're like, on the fly the weekend. We're like, okay, bye. Okay, like, thanks we're for leaving stuck us. Here. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we're. I'm glad that we're still friends, mom. Absolutely. It's it's really rewarding to be yeah. friends with your mom and to want to be at their house and stuff. Because I know there's people that don't have that. And yes. Marcel and I are really blessed. We, yeah. And we love having you guys. And we've our house has always been open to you guys and your friends. And, of course, now yes, your family. And your friends, literally. <laughs> and your friends. <laughs> Still mm-hmm. our friends. Yeah. Even some living there at times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know who but, you are. I mean, we love you. We love your friends. Yeah. You know, do you think it, the territory. do you think it was easier also because we like live pretty close to you so you knew that you were gonna see us oh yeah on a regular I basis. mean I, if you guys were like hey we're getting married and we're moving out to you know Wisconsin or whatever maybe that would be harder but I still think it wouldn't be as hard 
because of their regret. I think it's more their regret yeah, than yeah. like, oh, they're living, they're going to move so far away. And now I wish, you know, I would have da 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 da. But I don't think that, you know? I, I think another thing that like has been really helpful, like for our relationship being out of the home with you and dad is like, even when we, when we were still living at home and like you let us grow up and like you let us make mistakes and you guys weren't like very controlling over things that we did. And so as once we got out, it was like we wanted to continue to cultivate like that relationship with you guys. Yeah. Because you were so adamant about having a healthy relationship with us while we were still living at home. Yeah. But mistakes are no mistakes. Yeah. But also <laughs> too, um, you guys had the same standards for both of us from like however young we were till we were still adults living at your house. Like you guys still wanted, you still dad and you still um, expected us to honor you because that's what God demands of children. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to, and even if you're an adult <laughs> living at home. And so I think because that standard never changed, you know, even if Marcel and I would like push the limits when we were older mm-hmm. and living there, like you, you never wavered. You know what I mean? Right. So because you didn't waver, Marcella and I have respect for you and dad because of that. And and I think that that is a rewarding thing for your relationship with us and also how we view you guys because you never you never wavered, you never compromised on your standards for us on curfews or whatever. Yeah. How how our boyfriends were to treat us or X Y Z, and because you know, you, from when we were little till then, it was the same standard. Yeah. There was consistency. Yeah. Freedom, and I think, freedoms were increased as we got older. Yes, but absolutely. the standard. Was but the still, same. the standard yeah. was yeah. still like honor your father and mother, and I think that God has really blessed us because of your guys's consistency with that and so that that encourages marcella and i when we have children to stay consistent not to to uh, to not waver you know even through adolescence and young adulthood because we know that god promises you know a a long life and like those promises are real you know what i mean so it's like and so anyway okay so marcella you want to go to the next question yeah okay so what are your thoughts on the popular argument? Art- Start over. Okay. <laughs> what? Are, we'll forgive you. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the popular argument between people saying you should have children young so you can pop them out early versus enjoying your younger years and waiting to settle down later in life? That was a mouthful. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so so first let me let me say everyone's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people don't find the right person till yeah. they're in their late 30s or 40s. Yeah. And that's just, you know, that's just part of life. Um, you know, and it's not just when when do you get married, but it's also um, in relational wise, are there issues from your past that need to be addressed before you go into having a family? Because mm-hmm. for some people, they do need to take care of past issues whether that's, you know, abuse or what have you that they need to take care of before they can really be at a place to have kids, you know? And for me, it was pop them out young. (laughs) Yeah. Pop them out while I could. Because I'm, sometimes I see people who have kids later in life and again, that, that was by choice or maybe they couldn't physically do that until, you know, God did a miracle in their life and they miraculously, you know, have kids now. So 
sometimes I see people, though, they're so much older and they still have kids, you know, that are younger and they're tired. <laughs> yeah, they're tired and because they are older. But I think with age also comes wisdom. So in mm-hmm. that sense, I think they, they know a little bit more. Yeah, there's pros you know, and cons to both There's sides, absolutely pros and cons. Sure. And then, you know, there's people that are having kids for a long span, you know, mm-hmm. that have several kids. And so they started young, but I mean, they didn't have their last one until they're older. So the last one, you know, isn't, isn't done with school or whatever. And, and now the parents are older. And for me, it's, it's nice to have you guys, you know, married, starting your own families. And for dad and I to still be at, uh, to me, a younger age, I'm not even 50 yet. I'm almost there. Not yet. You're quite close, mother. I'm close. (laughs) I got about a year and a half to go. But it's nice to still have energy and, you know, just feel like we can still do a lot of things together and have the energy and just feel good. And again, some of that goes just, I mean, there's older people that have a lot of energy too, but that's about taking care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So those things kind of go hand in hand too. But I just want to enjoy for as many years as I can enjoy watching my family, you know, kind of grow, you know, with the grandkids. And I hope, you know, like with my parents, they're they're both still alive. And now they're getting to see the great grandkids, which is really cool. And I hope I get to that point, you know, if, uh, if we're still around. (laughs) Um, So for me, it's because we were at a place to do it. Wanted the kids young and raise them. And now dad and I are enjoying our time together and enjoying watching you guys with your families. And then, you know, your families are now growing. So that's something that I am so thankful for that God has given us this time to be able to do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, one last lighthearted question for you, mother. Yes. Um, I have a nephew. And you have a grandson. He's the same person. <laughs> His name is Seth Michael Chatham. Which is also my son. He is the light. We're all talking about the same Of all of our here. lives. <laughs> he is the only thing that's he made is 2020 bearable. Honestly. the best part of 2020. Yes. What is your favorite thing about Seth? Okay, that's kind of an unfair question. Because <laughs> isn't everything my favorite? Okay, but like specifically like, okay. one thing he does. Or so like, okay, so the obvious things are, of course, he's the cutest thing in the world. His little voice, <laughs> he is. you know, his his little hands, just like everything. And obviously, watching him now, you know, kind of start to stand and walk and crawl and all these things. More personality. More now. personality. Yeah. I mean, we were gone for two weeks um, a few weeks ago. I came back. I was like, oh my gosh, you're like this big baby now. I can't even believe it. This in two weeks. <laughs> this big. He's like huge. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. And then all of a sudden, like his little personality is coming out. Yeah. And you don't notice it unless you're you're not with him every day. Right. So having that span of not because I see him at least three times a week. Yeah. So having that span of not seeing him was like, oh my gosh, how big is he? But the one thing that I love about Mush is and Mush is what I call him, by the way, everybody. <laughs> since like uh, since he one. was like <laughs> 10 seconds old. <laughs> That's mushy. Yes, he was mush, mush, mushy. Now he's mush. Dad actually still calls him mush, mush. Um, I love the way he observes and studies, you know, people or things going on. He's very observant, 
which to me is a good sign of somebody that wants to learn stuff. Yeah. You know, and I feel like he's going to be one of those people that gets in there and tries to figure things out almost like like how his dad is he likes to figure it out yeah (laughs) that's funny you say that because literally everywhere we go like in public especially people will point out to me they'll be like he's looking at me like he's trying to figure me out and i'm like it's because he is yes (laughs) like he has has this this little eyebrow thing that he does that's just like he's studying but that's been like Pretty much since Forever. day one. Yeah. Like, has. we noticed that. We're like, look at how he's, like, even though he probably can't focus very well, but look <laughs> how he's just, like, studying. What if he's just judging all of us? He probably What if is. he's, like, blind? When he's older, he'll let and us that's know. He's just squinting because he can't see. Aw. <laughs> no, he's no, definitely studying. We are praying he has my eyesight. Yeah. 15, 20 years yeah. in, people. <laughs> my favorite thing about Seth is when he tries to solve the Rubik's Cube. Oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh that is so funny. funny. He loves the Rubik's Cube. It's so cute. He moves he it like does, a pro. Yes. He's it's got really he's good fine motor yeah. skills, though. Yeah. But he's he got really good fine motor skills. Okay, so before you get to the last thing, I have a question for you guys I'm going to throw at you. Uh-oh. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm totally going to put you on the I'm spot. I'm scared. <laughs> Wait. Okay. She's like, I'm taking over the interview now. <laughs> yeah, here I go. This is my podcast now. Okay. I'm going to wow. start a podcast. It's called Old and Fed Up. Just kidding. <laughs> Totally kidding. I'm not fed up about that. I'm subscribing. <laughs> um, what is the thing you can you can put this as just I do or just dad does or the two of us together? What is something that we do that embarrasses you or makes you feel totally awkward? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> You're like, there's so many. I know. How do I? <laughs> Actually, I'm kind of like numb to it now. Like nothing phases me anymore. <laughs> When you show each other any sort of affection whatsoever. <laughs> that doesn't even really bother me now. It bothers me. It still bothers me. I'll never get over it. <laughs> no, okay. I think uh, something really objective is when my dad never remembers any of my friends that I've had literally <laughs> for but, 10 years. But my theory is he does remember. He absolutely remembers because he has this like little smirk on his face whenever he's like, oh, what's your name? Because he knows that it bothers us. He's doing it on purpose. He called it's our friend Madison the other day, Megan, like so confidently <laughs> to her face. Hi, Megan. And I heard Megan. it too. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I don't, mom, you don't do anything that embarrasses me. It's just no. dumb. <laughs> It, that you're right it is only dad yeah like the like other day the other day dad put that um new sink faucet in the kitchen and gabriella was in the kitchen and he he looks over at me and he goes so you know the plumber's done you know putting your sink in how when are you gonna pay the plumber tonight oh, i wanted to die <laughs> gabriella was like no i was like stop. covering the baby's ears like this is just wow disgusting. in front of my child that's i know so inappropriate i think the older we get dad is getting more bold about oh totally he doesn't whatever. even care anymore absolutely he does but not then he's like whenever crafts. like you and i or like even the three of us like start joking about sex stuff he's like how oh, dare you <laughs> and mom's like how do you think seth got here like be quiet god forbid we have he doesn't want to know anything know. about his daughters no. Yeah, but it, it was always funny. Okay, so you guys have, I have to tell you this really funny story. Oh my gosh. I'm scared. Several years ago, Gabriella was a teenager and um, dark days. <laughs> we needed, um, she needed pads or maxi pads <laughs> or something. <laughs> yes. And, and we're like, well, there's no stores open because we, at that time, we lived in this little tiny town where everything closed early. But we were at the gas station and so we were like, we'll see if you can go into the little store if they have like a little box. 
And the store was closed, but the lady at the window was there that you could pay the cash. And so dad was at the window. I don't know if you remember this. He's at the window asking the lady, do you guys have any maxi <laughs> any maxi pads? <laughs> and we're like, oh my gosh, he's asking the lady that he's paying because she has like the window, you know, in the gas station. And then she's like, what? And he's like, do you guys have any maxi pads? <laughs> yelling. And then she said, do you want super? Or <laughs> you want would you like these super, super size? <laughs> Poor dad. But that was pretty you funny. But hey, size? this is what happens when you live around girls. It's yeah. just the fact Poor of thing. life. He was the only male. Even the dogs were females. Even the dogs were females. That's yes. correct. He's a very, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a very, he's very understanding man. and patient, though. Thank yes, God. Because... That is not me. All right. <laughs> Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with our recommendations. I don't know about you, but I'm always on the hunt for a convenient shopping experience. However, too much of the stuff we buy today is made without any thought of how it will affect our families and the world tomorrow. What if there was an all-around better way to shop? With the convenience that we all want and the confidence that everything is made, packaged, and shipped sustainably. Earth Hero is exactly that. Earth Hero is a one-stop shop for all your sustainable and eco-friendly products. They have so many products ranging from beauty supplies, cleaning products, homeware, clothing, baby essentials, and so much more. Join us today on our sustainable journey by using promo code YOUNGANDWIFEDUP for 10% off your entire purchase. Make sure to click the Earth Hero link on our website at youngandwifedup.com to start shopping today. Okay, so today we're going to be recommending going to the thrift store <laughs> in general just go to the thrift just store just go thrifting honestly anytime i'm looking for some like a home item i'm like i'm gonna go, go the there thrift first, store first. Yes. if i can't find what i need then i'll go and check out like home goods or whatever now but. this is this is kind of very special to my mother because she actually ran a thrift store yes for a few years mm-hmm. so we got like the first the like first dibs. Pick. I would take pictures, take one of, out of one boxes. Of these, hey, you want this? One of my items is actually from your thrift store. <laughs> Which I'm mad that you put it because I was going to put it too, but you you took it. So why don't you say, what are your favorite thrift store finds that you have in your home, Marcella? Okay, so I have, two of them are mirrors. I don't know why both of them are mirrors. Um, The first one is this like little sun mirror that I found. I don't even remember where I found it. I've had it for years though like since like a like a few houses ago i wasn't even yeah, dating I'm trying to remember where we because i i feel like i was there when you bought it i think you were too but it's this like little like round mirror it's like a gold it's like a gold mirror and it has like a sun around it's just super cute and at the time that wasn't really like in style but i was like i kind of like this but now it's like all the rage like the gold like yeah round mirrors anyway that's the first one and then the second one is my floor length mirror which i got from your guys thrift store and i have and one we too. both yeah mm-hmm. we both have it's the same one but it's this like beautiful it's almost like an easel mirror mm-hmm. so there's like a kickstand like in the back um it's like this light wood just gorgeous mine is a little bit messed up on the side but you can't even like really notice it mm-hmm. that's like i don't know like mirrors in especially if you have like a small apartment it's so great for like opening up the space it's so it's just the best and then my last one is a lamp actually i think i got it from your thrift store (laughs) i'm just not realizing it was like it's like this um 
uh, what would you call that? Like a retractable arm lamp almost. Mm -hmm. Um, And I ended up repurposing it. So I like spray painted it a matte black and then I got like a white lampshade for it. And it's, yeah, those are my favorites. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm really sad because both of my favorite finds that I have in my apartment came from a thrift store that doesn't even exist anymore Uh, because of COVID. It it closed down. Yeah. But that was my favorite, favorite thrift store out here. Yeah, it was great. It was so great. And they had tons of home stuff. Um, And so my favorite finds are one, this wicker picnic basket. It's so amazing. It's just like a traditional, like old school with handles and it like creaks and makes really loud noises when you open it. And I have, I put, I line it with like a blanket or something, a small blanket in there. And it has been such a lifesaver when Ryan and I want to go to the park and you could just load it all up. Like I fit everything in there. It's nice and big. And usually, okay, picnic baskets are expensive. Yeah, why? Mm-hmm. Why? They I are. do not understand. But this one I got for $2.50 wow. at that the thrift store. Deal. So there are always picnic baskets at the thrift store. You should Lots always. of baskets. Oh, gosh. Yes. We would get baskets all the time. Yeah, coming yeah in. there's no reason the to time. buy it new there's literally no reason yeah just go to the thrift store anyway but the second thing is another thing that you can definitely find at the thrift store anywhere is a old school record holder so my husband is a crazy person and all he listens to is like 90s punk grunge hardcore and like i'm into it don't get me wrong but he has so many records and i did not know how to store them and so I've tried all all kinds of different things. I tried a crate, I tried a basket, and it just didn't work. So then I ended up finding this beautiful dark wood um, record holder at the same thrift store. And it's so simple and it doesn't take up much room. And we just have it right in front of our record player. And so now I think only three of the records there are mine. The rest are his. But it the way it's shaped, it's good to fit. Um, Mom, tell me the sizes of records um like the big ones like the has the big ones and what's the small ones the the small ones are gosh, mom you're like old you should know this i think it's they're 24? 24 okay whatever There's either way three nobody knows 24 like they're you're talking about the regular size yeah so we have tons of different sizes and and the the new types of record holders only are good for the big ones but mm-hmm. i wanted one that i could display the small ones and the big ones so they're, it's really cute, and it I love really it. It is really cute. And it goes I love with it. your decor. Yeah, it does, because everything's mm-hmm. kind of warm-toned in my apartment. Um, so, yeah, those are my two favorites. I It was really hard to narrow it down, because I have a million. I have a post on my lowest ma- homemaker um, Instagram that has a video of, like, I think 10 of my favorite home decor items mm-hmm. that I've gotten at um, thrift store. So, if you want to go check those out, those two items that I talk about, you can see them in that post. So, Mom, what are your favorite thrift store finds that you have at home okay so um obviously because we ran a thrift store oh 33 45 45 oh, okay 33s and 45 okay. it's been a while <laughs> um so i was like okay what are things that are are not obvious obviously like i i raised you guys to go to thrift stores yes we're pros. <laughs> i would get furniture and repurpose it and redo it and paint it la 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 but um, my two favorite things right now that I have found at a thrift store are this um, these pair of brown boots. They're kind of high. They go just under the knee. They're super warm. They have the little fuzzy thing around the top. The laces go all the way up and the heel, there's a little heel on them. They're like the solid 
hill. Like a wedge. I don't know what it, yeah, like a wedge. Super comfortable and super warm. I got them for just six bucks at a thrift That's store in Ventura. Crazy. And they're like my favorite boots. Oh, Ventura thrift stores are They're different. Superior. They hit different. Yeah, they are. They are yeah. superior. Yeah. And the best thing that I've ever found there, which is probably my favorite thing right now that I found at a thrift store, was right after Dad and I got our motorcycle, we took a trip to Washington to go see my cousin, and we hit a thrift store out there. Literally. Like you robbed it? (laughs) hit it. I just snorted. (laughs) Dang it. Um, I walk in to the store, and right in front of me is this black leather harley davidson women's jacket like a four hundred dollar jacket if you guys know what harley davidson stuff goes for new it's literally like their apparel is very expensive like a four hundred dollar jacket and i'm like oh my gosh and i went immediately and i put it on and it fit perfect and it was 40 bucks that's and the lady's like i just put that out like 20 minutes ago I'm like, you put it out for me. God did And that that's like you. my favorite jacket to wear when we go <laughs> riding. That would be my favorite thrift store find if I were you. Yeah. And it's like the perfect jacket. And I looked it up and it's like a $400 jacket. Wow. Crazy. And I got it. It's like Why the best so deal expensive? I've ever gotten. It's, it's the brand. It's, it's the brand. Yeah. Plus it's just made really well. Yeah. Quality. It's made really well. So, Quality. but I wear it all the time. I love it. Nice. Awesome. Cool. All right, guys. Well, uh, you are in for another really long episode. Our <laughs> sincerest apologies. For I'm them. not sorry. If you made it this far, <laughs> you're, you're the real, real one. Yeah, you know, you don't have sure. to listen all at the That's same true. time. That's true. I know. I mean, but then we tell them at the end of the episode instead of the middle. <laughs> Why do we Just do this? Listen to it on Tuesday. Well, you said there was 10 things, so you went through five and they should have met. It's like, like okay, a sermon. So I more. told you the outline. Okay, don't get mad. I told you the outline, and I keep reminding you what number it is. Like, I don't. You know what freaks me out when people, when pastors are speaking, and you don't know what number they're on. Oh yeah. Or if they have no outline, and you're like, how long There's do no I have to say? What words are there? There's no end. I know. Yeah. Anyway, okay, let's get going. Thanks, mom, for joining us. Yes. Today. Welcome. Thank you. And nice. hopefully, we'll be getting together with our grandmother. Yes. <laughs> Pretty soon. More wisdom. Oh gosh, we need to go. (laughs) Bye guys. Bye.